0: Paper 10 The Paradise Trinity The Paradise Trinity of Eternal Deities facilitates the Universal Source's escape from Personality Absolutism. The Trinity perfectly associates the limitless expression of the Source's infinite personal will with the absoluteness of Deity. The Eternal Spirit and the various Beings of Divine Origin together with the conjoint actor and the conjoint actor's universe children, effectively provide for the source's liberation from the limitations otherwise inherent in primacy, perfection, changelessness, eternity, universality, absoluteness, and infinity. The Paradise Trinity effectively provides for the full expression and perfect revelation of the eternal nature of Deity. The stationary spirits of the Trinity likewise afford a full and perfect revelation of divine justice. The Trinity is Deity unity. And this unity rests eternally upon the absolute foundations of the divine oneness of the three original and coordinate and coexistent personalities, the universal source, the eternal spirit, and the infinite mind. From the present situation on the circle of eternity, looking backward into the endless past, we can discover only one inescapable inevitability in universe affairs, and that is the paradise trinity. I deem the trinity to have been inevitable. As I view the past, present, and future of time, I consider nothing else in all the universe of universes to have been inevitable. The present Master Universe, viewed in retrospect or in prospect, is unthinkable without the Trinity. Given the Paradise Trinity, we can postulate alternate or even multiple ways of doing all things. But without the Trinity of the Universal Source, Eternal Spirit, and Infinite Mind, we are unable to conceive how the Infinite could achieve threefold and coordinate personalization in the face of the absolute oneness of deity. No other concept of creation measures up to the Trinity standards of the completeness of the absoluteness inherent in deity, unity, coupled with the repleteness of volitional liberation inherent in the threefold personalization of deity. Section 1. Self-Distribution of the First Source and Center It would seem that the universal source, back in eternity, inaugurated a policy of profound self-distribution. There is inherent in the selfless, loving, and lovable nature of the universal source something which causes the Source to reserve the exercise of only those powers and that authority which the Creator apparently finds it impossible to delegate or to bestow. The Universal Source all along has delegated everything that was bestowable on any other Creator or creature and has bequeathed to the Divine Offspring and their associated intelligences, every power and all authority that could be delegated. The source has actually transferred to the sovereign local creators in their respective universes every prerogative of administrative authority that was transferable. In the affairs of a local universe, the source has made each sovereign creator just as perfect, competent, and authoritative as is the eternal spirit in the original and central universe. The source has given away, actually bestowed, with the dignity and sanctity of personality possession, everything that could possibly be divested in every way, in every age, in every place, and to every person, and in every universe, except that of the source's central indwelling. Divine personality is not self-centered. Self-distribution and sharing of personality characterize divine free will, selfhood. Creatures crave association with other personal creatures. Creators are moved to share divinity with their universe children, The Personality of the Infinite is disclosed as the Universal Creator who shares reality of being and equality of self with two coordinate personalities, the Eternal Spirit and the Conjoint Actor. For knowledge concerning the Universal Creator's Personality and Divine Attributes, we will always be dependent on the revelations of the Eternal Spirit. For when the conjoint act of creation was effected, when the third person of deity sprang into personality existence and executed the combined concepts of the divine parents, the universal source ceased to exist as the unqualified personality. With the coming into being of the conjoint actor and the materialization of the central core of creation, Certain eternal changes took place. The Source gave absolute personality to the Eternal Spirit. Thus does the Source bestow the quote, personality of infinity, end quote, upon the Eternal Spirit. While they both bestow the quote, conjoint personality, end quote, Of their eternal union upon the infinite mind for these and other reasons beyond the concept of the finite mind it is exceedingly difficult for the human creature to comprehend the universal source's infinite creator personality except as it is universally revealed in the eternal spirit and with the spirit is universally active in the infinite mind Since the paradise children of the universal source visit the evolutionary worlds and sometimes even dwell there in the likeness of mortal flesh, and since these bestowals make it possible for mortals to actually know something of the nature and character of divine personality, therefore the creatures of the planetary spheres must look to the bestowals of these paradise beings for reliable and trustworthy information regarding the universal source the eternal spirit and the infinite mind section 2 deity personalization by the technique of trinitization the universal source becomes divested of that unqualified spirit personality which is the eternal spirit but in So doing becomes constituted the parent of this very spirit and thereby becomes possessed of unlimited capacity to become the divine parent of all subsequently created, eventuated, or other personalized types of intelligent will creatures. As the absolute and unqualified personality The universal Source can function only as and with the eternal Spirit. But as a personal parent, the Source continues to bestow personality upon the diverse hosts of the differing levels of intelligent will creatures and forever maintains personal relations of loving association with this vast family of universe children. After the universal source has bestowed the fullness of deity upon the personality of the eternal spirit, and when this act of self bestowal is complete and perfect of the infinite power and nature which are thus existent in the source-spirit union, the eternal partners conjointly bestow those qualities and attributes which constitute still another being like themselves. And this conjoint personality, the Infinite Mind, completes the existential personalization of Deity. The Eternal Spirit is indispensable to the parenthood of the Universal Source. The Infinite Mind is indispensable to the relationship of the Second and Third Persons. Three Persons are a minimum social group. But this is least of all the many reasons for believing in the inevitability of the conjoint actor. The first source and center is the infinite creator personality, the unlimited source personality. The eternal spirit is the unqualified personality absolute that divine being who stands throughout all time and eternity as the perfect revelation of the personal nature of the universal source. The infinite mind is the conjoint personality, the unique personal consequence of the everlasting source-spirit union. The personality of the first source and center is the personality of infinity, minus the absolute personality of the eternal spirit. The personality of the third source and center is the super additive consequence of the union of the liberated source personality and the absolute spirit personality. The universal source, the eternal spirit, and the infinite mind are unique persons. None is a duplicate Each is original, all are united. The eternal spirit alone experiences the fullness of divine personality relationship, consciousness of both being a child of the source and being a parent to the infinite mind, and of divine equality with both creator-ancestor and mind-associate. The universal source knows the experience of having a child who is equal, but knows no ancestral antecedents. The eternal spirit has the experience of being a child, recognition of personality ancestry, and at the same time the spirit is conscious of being joint parent to the infinite mind. The infinite mind is conscious of twofold personality ancestry, but is not parental to a coordinate deity personality. With the infinite mind, the existential cycle of deity personalization attains completion. The primary personalities of the third source and center are experiential and are seven in number. I am of origin in the Paradise Trinity. I know the Trinity as Unified Deity. I also know that the Universal Source, Eternal Spirit, and Infinite Mind exist and act in their definite personal capacities. I positively know that they not only act personally and collectively, but that they also coordinate their performances in various groupings so that in the end they function in seven different singular and plural capacities. And since these seven associations exhaust the possibilities of such divinity combination, it is inevitable that the realities of the universe shall appear in seven variations of values, meanings, and personality. Section 3. The Three Persons of Deity Notwithstanding that there is only one deity, there are three positive and divine personalizations of deity. Regarding the endowment of mortals with the divine adjusters, the Creator said, quote, Let us make mortals in our own image, end quote. Repeatedly throughout the Urantian writings, there occurs this reference to the acts and doings of plural deity, clearly showing recognition of the existence and working of the three sources and centers. We are taught that the eternal spirit and the infinite mind sustain the same and equal relations to the universal source in the Trinity Association. In eternity and as deities, they undoubtedly do, but in time and as personalities, they certainly disclose relationships of a very diverse nature. Looking from paradise out on the universes, these relationships do seem to be very similar, but when viewed from the domains of space, they appear to be quite different. The divine children of the universal source are indeed the, quote, word of the creator, end quote. But the children of the infinite mind are truly the, quote, act of the creator, end quote. The creator speaks through the spirit and with the spirit acts through the infinite mind, while in all universe activities The eternal spirit and the infinite mind are exquisitely relational, working as two equal siblings with admiration and love for an honored and divinely respected common parent. The universal source, eternal spirit, and infinite mind are certainly equal in nature, coordinate in being, but there are unmistakable differences in their universe performances. And when acting alone, each person of deity is apparently limited in absoluteness. The universal source, prior to self-willed divestment of the personality, powers, and attributes which constitute the eternal spirit and the infinite mind, seems to have been, parentheses, philosophically considered, and parentheses an unqualified, absolute, and infinite deity. But such a theoretical first source and center without a child could not in any sense of the word be considered the universal parent. Parenthood is not real without children. Furthermore, the universal parent, to have been absolute in a total sense, must have existed at some eternally distant moment alone, but never actually had such a solitary existence. The eternal spirit and the infinite mind are both co-eternal with the parent. The first source and center has always been and will forever be the eternal parent of the original spirit and, with the spirit, the eternal progenitor of the infinite mind. We observe that the creator has self-divested of all direct manifestations of absoluteness, except absolute parenthood and absolute volition. We do not know whether volition is an inalienable attribute of the Creator. We can only observe that the Creator did not self-divest of volition. Such infinity of will must have been eternally inherent. In the first source and center. In bestowing absoluteness of personality upon the eternal spirit, the universal source escapes from the fetters of personality absolutism, but in so doing takes a step which makes it forever impossible to act alone as the personality absolute. And with the final personalization of coexistent deity, the conjoint actor there ensues the critical Trinitarian interdependence of the three divine personalities with regard to the totality of deity function in absolute. The universal source is the parent absolute of all personalities in the universe of universes. The creator is personally absolute in liberty of action, but in the universes of time and space, made, In the making and yet to be made, the Creator is not discernibly absolute, as total deity, except in the Paradise Trinity. The First Source and Center functions outside of Havona in the Phenomenal Universes as follows. Number one, as Creator through the Creator children. Number two, as Controller through the Gravity Center of Paradise. Number three, as spirit through the eternal spirit. Number four, as mind through the conjoint creator. Number five, as a parent by maintaining parental contact with all creatures through the personality circuit. Number six, as a person by acting directly throughout creation by the exclusive fragments in mortals by the thought adjusters. Number seven, as total deity by functioning only in the paradise trinity. All these relinquishments and delegations of jurisdiction by the universal source are wholly voluntary and self-imposed. The all-powerful source purposefully assumes these limitations of universe authority. The Eternal Spirit seems to function as one with the Source in all spiritual respects, except in the bestowals of the Creator fragments and in other pre-personal activities. Neither is the Spirit closely identified with the intellectual activities of material creatures, nor with the energy activities of the material universes. As Absolute, the Spirit functions as a person, and only in the domain of the spiritual universe. The infinite mind is amazingly universal and unbelievably versatile in all operations, and performs in the spheres of mind, matter, and spirit. The conjoint actor represents the source-spirit association, but also functions personally. The conjoint actor is not directly concerned with physical gravity, with spiritual gravity, or with the personality circuit, but more or less participates in all other universe activities. While apparently dependent on three existential and absolute gravity controls, the infinite mind appears to exercise three super controls. This threefold endowment is employed in many ways to transcend and seemingly to neutralize even the manifestations of primary forces and energies right up to the superultimate borders of absoluteness. In certain situations these super controls absolutely transcend even the primal manifestations of cosmic reality. Section four the Trinity Union of Deity. Of all absolute associations, the Paradise Trinity, parentheses, the First Triunity, end parentheses, is unique as an exclusive association of personal deity. The universal Source functions as the Source only in relation to the Source and to those who can know the Source but as Absolute Deity only in the Paradise Trinity and in relation to universe totality. Eternal Deity is perfectly unified. Nevertheless, there are three perfectly individualized persons of Deity. The Paradise Trinity makes possible the simultaneous expression of all the diversity of the character traits and infinite powers of the First Source and Center and the first source's eternal coordinates and of all the divine unity of the universe functions of undivided deity. The Trinity is an association of infinite persons functioning in a non-personal capacity, but not in contravention of personality. The illustration is crude, but a parent, child, and grandchild could form a corporate entity which would be non-personal but nonetheless subject to their personal wills. The Paradise Trinity is real. It exists as the deity union of Universal Source, Eternal Spirit, and Infinite Mind. Yet the Source, the Spirit, or the Mind, or any two of them, can function in relation to this self-same Paradise Trinity. The source, spirit, and mind can collaborate in a non-trinity manner, but not as three deities. As persons, they can collaborate as they choose, but that is not the Trinity. Ever remember that what the infinite mind does is the function of the conjoint actor. Both the source and the spirit are functioning in and through and as the infinite mind. But it would be futile to attempt to elucidate the Trinity mystery three as one and in one, and one as two and acting for two. The Trinity is so related to total universe affairs that it must be reckoned with in our attempts to explain the totality of any isolated cosmic event or personality relationship. The Trinity functions on all levels of the cosmos, and mortals are limited to the finite level. Therefore, must mortals be content with a finite concept of the Trinity as the Trinity. As a mortal in the flesh, you should view the Trinity in accordance with your individual enlightenment and in harmony with the reactions of your mind and soul. You can know very little of the absoluteness of the Trinity, but as you ascend paradiseward, you will many times experience astonishment at successive revelations and unexpected discoveries of Trinity supremacy and ultimacy, if not of absoluteness. Section 5. Functions of the Trinity The personal deities have attributes but it is hardly consistent to speak of the Trinity as having attributes. This association of divine beings may more properly be regarded as having functions, such as justice administration, totality attitudes, coordinate action, and cosmic over control. These functions are actively supreme, ultimate, and parentheses, within the limits of deity absolute as far as all living realities of personality value are concerned the functions of the paradise trinity are not simply the sum of the creator's apparent endowment of divinity plus those specialized attributes that are unique in the personal existence of the eternal spirit and the infinite mind the trinity association of the three paradise deities results in the evolution, eventuation, and deitization of new meanings, values, powers, and capacities for universal revelation, action, and administration. Living associations, human families, social groups, or the paradise trinity are not augmented by mere arithmetical summation. The group potential is always far in excess of the simple sum of the attributes of the component individuals. The Trinity maintains a unique attitude, as the Trinity, towards the entire universe of the past, present, and future. And the functions of the Trinity can best be considered in relation to the universe attitudes of the Trinity. Such attitudes are simultaneous and may be multiple concerning any isolated situation or event. Number one, attitude toward the finite. The maximum self-limitation of the Trinity is its attitude toward the finite. The Trinity is not a person, nor is the Supreme Being an exclusive personalization of the Trinity. But the Supreme is the nearest approach to a power-personality focalization of the Trinity, which can be comprehended by finite creatures. Hence, the Trinity in relation to the finite is sometimes spoken of as the Trinity of Supremacy. Number two, Attitude toward the Absonite The Paradise Trinity has regard for those levels of existence which are more than finite but less than absolute, and this relationship is sometimes denominated the Trinity of Ultimacy. Neither the Ultimate nor the Supreme are wholly representative of the Paradise Trinity, but in a qualified sense, and to their respective levels, each seems to represent the Trinity during the prepersonal eras of experiential power development. Number three, the absolute attitude of the Paradise Trinity is in relation to absolute existences and culminates in the action of total deity. The trinity infinite involves the coordinate action of all triunity relationships of the first source and center, undeified as well as deified, and hence is very difficult for personalities to grasp. In the contemplation of the trinity as infinite, do not ignore the seven triunities, thereby certain difficulties of understanding may be avoided and certain paradoxes may be partially resolved. But I do not command language which would enable me to convey to the limited human mind the full truth and the eternal significance of the Paradise Trinity and the nature of the never-ending interassociation association of the three beings of infinite perfection." Section 6 The Stationary Spirits of the Trinity. All law takes origin in the first source and center, who is law. The administration of spiritual law inheres in the second source and center. The revelation of law, the promulgation and interpretation of the divine statutes, is the function of the third source and center. The application of law, justice, falls within the province of the Paradise Trinity and is carried out by certain spirits of the Trinity. Justice is inherent in the universal sovereignty of the Paradise Trinity, but goodness, mercy, and truth are the universe ministry of the divine personalities whose deity union constitutes the Trinity. Justice is not the attitude of the Universal Source, the Eternal Spirit, or the Infinite Mind. Justice is the Trinity attitude of these personalities of love, mercy, and ministry. No one of the Paradise Deities fosters the administration of justice. Justice is never a personal attitude. It is always a plural function evidence the basis of fairness parentheses justice in harmony with mercy and parentheses is supplied by the personalities of the third source and center the conjoint representative of the universal source and the eternal spirit to all realms and to the minds of the intelligent beings of all creation judgment The final application of justice in accordance with the evidence submitted by the personalities of the infinite mind is the work of the stationary spirits of the Trinity, beings partaking of the Trinity nature of the United Source, Spirit, and Mind. This group of Trinity spirits embraces the following personalities. 1 trinitized secrets of supremacy two eternals of days three ancients of days four perfections of days five recents of days six unions of days seven faithfuls of days eight perfectors of wisdom nine Divine counselors, and ten universal censors. We are the children of the three paradise deities functioning as the Trinity, for I chance to belong to the tenth order of this group, the universal censors. These orders are not representative of the attitude of the Trinity in a universal sense. They represent this collective attitude of Deity only in the domains of executive judgment, justice. They were specifically designed by the Trinity for the precise work to which they are assigned, and they represent the Trinity only in those functions for which they were personalized. The Ancients of Days and their Trinity origin associates meet out the just judgment of supreme fairness to the seven super universes. In the central universe, such functions exist in theory only. There, fairness is self evident in perfection, and Havona perfection precludes all possibility of disharmony. Justice is the collective thought of righteousness, mercy is its personal expression. Mercy is the attitude of love. Precision characterizes the operation of law. Divine judgment is the soul of fairness, ever conforming to the justice of the Trinity, ever fulfilling the divine love of the Creator. When fully perceived and completely understood, the righteous justice of the Trinity and the merciful love of the universal creator are coincident. But mortals have no such full understanding of divine justice. Thus, in the Trinity, as mortals would view it, the personalities of Source, Spirit, and Mind are adjusted to coordinate ministry of love and law in the experiential universes of time. Section 7 the over-control of supremacy. The first, second, and third persons of deity are equal to each other, and they are one. There is perfection of purpose and oneness of execution in the divine trinity of eternal deities. The universal source, the eternal spirit, and the conjoint actor are truly and divinely one. As things appear to the mortal on the finite level, the Paradise Trinity, like the Supreme Being, is concerned only with the total – total planet, total universe, total super-universe, total grand-universe. This totality attitude exists because the Trinity is the total of Deity and for many other reasons. The Supreme Being is something less and something other than the Trinity functioning in the finite universes. But within certain limits and during the present era of incomplete power personalization, this evolutionary deity does appear to reflect the attitude of the Trinity of Supremacy. The Source, Spirit and Mind do not personally function with the Supreme Being. But during the present Universe Age, they collaborate with the Supreme Being as the Trinity. We understand that they sustain a similar relationship to the ultimate. We often conjecture as to what will be the personal relationship between the Paradise Deities and the Supreme when the Supreme has finally evolved. But we do not really know. We do not find the over-control of supremacy to be wholly predictable. Furthermore, this unpredictability appears to be characterized by a certain developmental incompleteness, undoubtedly an earmark of the incompleteness of the Supreme and of the incompleteness of finite reaction to the Paradise Trinity. The mortal mind can immediately think of a thousand and one things, catastrophic physical events, appalling accidents, horrific disasters, painful illnesses, and worldwide scourges and ask whether such visitations are correlated in the unknown maneuvering of this probable functioning of the Supreme Being. Frankly, we do not know. We are not really sure. But we do observe that, as time passes, all these difficult and more or less mysterious situations always work out for the welfare and progress of the universes. It may be that the circumstances of existence and the inexplicable vicissitudes of living are all interwoven into a meaningful pattern of high value by the function of the Supreme and the over-control of the Trinity. As a child of the universal Creator, you can discern the personal attitude of love in all the acts of our Divine Parent. But you will not always be able to understand how many of the universe acts of the paradise trinity redound to the good of the individual mortal on the evolutionary worlds of space. In the progress of eternity, the acts of the trinity will be revealed as altogether meaningful and considerate, but they do not always appear so to the creatures of time. Section 8 the Trinity beyond the finite. Many truths and facts pertaining to the Paradise Trinity can only be even partially comprehended by recognizing a function that transcends the finite. It would be inadvisable to discuss the functions of the Trinity of ultimacy but it may be disclosed that the ultimate is the trinity manifestation comprehended by the transcendentalers. We are inclined to the belief that the unification of the master universe is the eventuating act of the ultimate and is probably reflective of certain, but not all, phases of the absinthe over-control of the paradise trinity. The Ultimate is a qualified manifestation of the Trinity in relation to the Absinite only in the sense that the Supreme thus partially represents the Trinity in relation to the Finite. The Universal Source, the Eternal Spirit, and the Infinite Mind are, in a certain sense, the constituent personalities of total Deity. Their union in the Paradise Trinity and the absolute function of the Trinity, equivalent to the function of total deity, and such completion of deity transcends both the finite and the absent. While no single person of the Paradise Deities actually fills all deity potential, collectively, all three do. Three infinite Persons seem to be the minimum number of beings required to activate the pre-personal and existential potential of total Deity, the Deity Absolute. We know the Universal Source, the Eternal Spirit, and the Infinite Mind as Persons, but I do not personally know the Deity Absolute. I love and worship our Creator. I respect and honor the Deity Absolute. I once sojourned in a universe where a certain group of beings taught that the finaliters in eternity were eventually to become the children of the deity absolute, but I am unwilling to accept this solution of the mystery which enshrouds the future of the finaliters. the core of the finality embrace among others. Those mortals of time and space who have attained perfection in all that pertains to the will of the Creator. As creatures and within the limits of creature capacity, they fully and truly know the Creator. Having thus found the Creator as the parent of all creatures, these finalitors must at some point begin the quest for the superfinite parent. But this quest involves a grasp of the absinite nature of the ultimate attributes and character of the paradise creator. Eternity will disclose whether such an attainment is possible. But we are convinced, even if the finaliters do grasp this ultimate of divinity, they will probably be unable to attain the super-ultimate levels of absolute deity. It may be possible that the finaliters will partially attain the deity absolute, but even if they should, still in the eternity of eternities, the problem of the universal absolute will continue to intrigue, mystify, baffle, and challenge the ascending and progressing finaliters. For we perceive that the unfathomability of the cosmic relationships of the universal absolute will tend to grow in proportions as the material universes and their spiritual administration continue to expand. Only infinity can disclose the creator infinite. This paper had been originally sponsored by a universal censor acting by authority from the ancients of days resident on Uversa.